Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Wednesday, January 24th, 2024. Phil Giraldi joins us now for his regular uh, Wednesday uh, session with us. Uh, Phil, it's a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Phil, last night uh, we had on uh, Aaron Mette, uh, a young colleague of uh, Max Blumenthal, whose views are are identical to ours on uh, the tragedy uh, in Gaza. And I said to him, are, are Israel's two stated goals of defeating Hamas and returning the hostages uh, compatible? And he said, well, those are their Israel's stated goals. Israel's real goal is far beyond defeating Hamas. Israel's real goal uh, is from the river to the sea. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think that uh, that is Israel's real goal. And uh, if you had followed uh, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's career, I, I think you would have seen a lot of instances where the truth was kind of leaked out in a certain way by certain language that was used and so on and so forth. I mean, Israel has de facto control over the entire area right now from the river to the sea. The question is, how do we get, we speaking as an Israeli or an Israeli governor, uh, is, is basically how do we get rid of the uh, Palestinians and uh, make this a 100% uh, Jewish state uh, and ethnically Jewish. Um, and um, that is what we see playing out right now. I mean, when, uh, when Netanyahu, uh, you know, I mean, defied uh, Biden when Biden was uh, uh, two days ago was, was uh, recommending a, the two-state solution yet again, uh, that tells you everything you need to know. Uh, Netanyahu feels strong enough to be able to, uh, to uh, d deliver a, a, a gut punch to Joe Biden. And, uh, and, and, you know, that's, that's, that shows you what the relationship actually is and what the ultimate objective is. The ultimate objective is to, to uh, get rid of the pals. So when they say their objective is um, to degrade Hamas and to release the hostages, my question is, 
are those two goals are essentially incompatible? Your answer is those are not their goals. Their goals I, yeah, are I'm saying those are not their goals, but the, the stated goals, I think, are are not compatible in the sense that the it, it, the, 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 the arithmetic on this doesn't work that way. The, uh, the um, hostages would be release, released uh, because that's what Hamas has uh, in, in its uh, deck of cards. And the hostages will be released if there is some comprehensive type agreement that's negotiated by people that can be relied upon to actually put the heat on Israel if they fail to comply. So that's that ain't going to work. And it's also becoming increasingly clear. And I think if if you're seeing uh, uh, Colonel McGregor later today, uh, he will probably also be saying that uh, uh, getting rid of Hamas is proving problem problematical. You're going to have uh, real problems getting them out. Their popularity among the Palestinian population is is uh, soaring, and uh, essentially. Uh, how are you going to get them out? And that, that means killing, finding all of them and killing all of them, which seems to be rather problematic. I asked Aaron um, yesterday if the attitude of the Israeli people about Hamas changed on October 7th. And if on October 6th it was only the government that had this maniacal fanatical attitude about them uh but the people didn't his his answer we're going to play the answer for you i suspect you'll agree his answer surprised me there used to be a peace movement inside israel now it's pretty much uh dead and it was dead long before october 6th mm. that country has gone so far over into the extremes um and i think that's the inevitable result when you base a state around supremacy of one ethnic group over its indigenous inhabitants and you are founded on, on ethnic cleansing um, and your survival, your identity as a state uh, it relies on perpetuating that ethnic cleansing. It's inevitable. It's going to just go over to the extreme uh, rather than uh, see any sense. That's certainly what's happened with Israel. Do you agree with that, Phil Giraldi? Yeah, I agree with that, but I would add something to it, uh, which is essentially that uh, the Israeli population, uh, as has the American population, have been heavily propagandized by uh, those supporters of Israel, the Israel lobby, if you want to call it that, uh, uh, and basically have been sold a bill of goods about what's been going on and, uh, and how all palace how often do you hear all these Palestinians are terrorists? Uh, we kill the Palestinian babies because they'll grow up to be terrorists. I mean, this is propaganda of the crudest time, kind, but it's been repeated over and over and over again. And it's convinced a lot of people who otherwise would consider this rubbish, both in Israel and the United States, that uh, this, is, this is maybe the true story. Can Israel defeat Hamas? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Well, again, physically, it's beginning to look like they can't. Uh, because there are two, they're two Hamases. One is the, the armed uh, uh, militia that is doing the fighting in Gaza right now. And they're the people that um, basically believe in what Hamas is doing. They are Hamas in their heads. And they are believers in terms of what Hamas is trying to do to, uh, to liberate uh, the Palestinians from Israeli uh, despotic control. And uh, so you got two different uh, Hamases. You might wind up killing many of the shooters, but you're still not going to get rid of the people who've just been convinced that they've been fed a lot of bull uh, over a number of years and that uh, this is a cause worth supporting. So someone who agrees with what you said essentially is Israeli retired Major General and former Chief of Staff General Ghazi Eisenkot, yep. who is a member of the War Cabinet, who said on uh, national television in Israel, uh, the only way we get the hostages back is a permanent ceasefire. And, and by the way, P.S., it's time for Netanyahu to go and it's time for elections in the next two months. This, of course, caused Netanyahu to go on national television and give one of his bombastic speeches. I have to say no to my friends. I guess he was referring to General Eisenkot. He may also have been referring to uh, Blinken and Biden, who, you know, tepidly have been saying uh, we need a two state solution. But my question to you is, is this manifesting the existence of a serious fissure in the Netanyahu government uh, when somebody like General Eisenkot uh, makes a statement like that? Yeah, I think it does suggest that a lot of people who are less outspoken uh, probably are thinking the same way. And, and certainly some of the, um, the vibes one is getting off of uh, uh, the people who are demonstrating uh, to get the hostages freed, that they're highly critical of what uh, Netanyahu is doing. Uh, so if there's not a peace movement, and, and I agree with Mate that there isn't uh, per se, there are a lot of people who are suddenly starting to think a little bit. And there's a dissent coming. Uh, and and when, when a general who's part of the war cabinet is feels free uh, or feels capable of speaking out the way he did, I mean, that's, uh, that's quite astonishing. It is. It is. Uh, I suppose it would be like uh, Joe Biden having a war cabinet and General uh, Milley being in the war cabinet and going on CBS News saying it's time to stop the war. It would be the rough equivalent uh, of, of, of that if that were to happen here. Do you think the Netanyahu government recognizes that there are limits to the IDF brutality before the world says enough is enough? Or do you think the world, because of the 
PR war that Israel uh, wages will never say enough is enough. Well, I think, first of all, if you're looking at someone like a personality like Netanyahu, I, I would say that he does have no concept of enough is enough until all the Palestinians uh, that he wants to drive out of the country or kill are gone. I think there's always going to be a residual uh, Palestinian workforce in the mind of someone like Netanyahu that will come over to Israel and do the backbreaking agricultural work and that sort of stuff. But I think that's the extent of Netanyahu's tolerance of the Palestinians. And uh, I, I think it's, it's genuine. It's genuinely the way he thinks. And a lot of Israelis are, are thinking the same way. But as this war goes on, and Israel's image in the world uh, gets more and more damaged to the point where Israel is already uh, about as badly damaged as one can imagine. Uh, there might be some people who are willing to second think about Israel's place in the world and what has to be. And uh, certainly treating in, in this you know century, in this time, after all of the history that's gone on for the last hundred years, to, to be thinking in terms of Palestinians being subhumans, as many Israeli government officials have been willing to say, this is just something that's so unacceptable that I think the message will be getting through to some people in Israel and hopefully more in the United States uh, that this is just flat out wrong. Here is uh, the scene outside of Prime Minister uh, Netanyahu's house, his official residence. Uh, two days, two nights ago, two evenings ago. This demonstration held near the home of Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu last night. His spokesperson says Netanyahu met with some hostage families yesterday after he rebuffed a Hamas hostage proposal over the weekend. Just hours after that meeting, the news outlet Axios reported the Israeli ceasefire offer. Now, that report says Israel's war cabinet approved the proposal 10 days ago. A CNN report today adds that Israel is offering senior Hamas leaders a chance to leave Gaza as part of the offer. Axios says Israel is waiting for a response from Hamas. There is no Israeli government comment on the reports officially. One of the hostage family members with which Prime Minister Netanyahu, with whom uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu met, uh, is a veterinarian, female, whose son uh, was in the military, who was slowly gassed to death in one of the Hamas tunnels by the IDF, right? Not by Hamas. The scene was gruesome because of the damage to his body caused by his efforts to escape uh, the the chamber that he was in when he knew uh, that it was poison gas. He did not know at the time of his death that it was his own comrades that had introduced the poison gas into the chamber where he was. Two other uh, hostages, not members of the IDF, suffered uh, the same fate. How cold and cruel and monstrous can Netanyahu be as to have permitted, authorized, or defended such despicable behavior? Well, it's interesting to note that, I mean, the, uh, the hostages that have been visibly killed, uh, all six of them that I know of, have been killed by the Israeli army. 
And so that's, that's again, that is coloration uh, to the narrative that is developing the, the, where, where people are starting to, to have second thoughts about what's going on and why it's going on and how it's going on. And um, that's, that's got to be good if it puts pressure on Netanyahu. But the fact is, uh, you know, this is horrific. This is awful stuff. Um, uh, and I'm thinking of the other hostages, the three of them that were uh, waving the white flag and were, were shot down dead uh, a few days ago, a week ago. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's just, this is so horrific. And we're watching it in, in a sense in prime time. And they're getting away with it. Right. And Biden is enabling them to get away with it. And uh, this is what's really scary. This is what uh, this is not what our country is supposed to stand for. And this is not what we expect from a president of the United States, uh, although we've had some pretty awful presidents. But this is uh, this is just horrific. And it, there has to be some kind of end to this. And I, I was running through the a list of the the various candidates that have been uh, involved in uh, trying to become the next president of the U.S. And I was, I was trying to figure out, are any of these people on this list actually willing to do the right thing about what's going on in Gaza? And uh, the, only, the, only candidate, the only candidate, potential candidate, I could come up with was the, the Jewish woman who was um, uh, with the Green Party. And none of the Democrats, none of the Republicans. Right. You're right. Trump, Trump uh, I don't want to get too deep into politics, but Trump has stated uh, a willingness to bring back troops to get out of NATO to reduce our military footprint. But he has also stated uh, that he would be wedded at the hip and would be an unabashed uh, supporter of Israel. So I, I don't know what he in the White House would be doing uh, in this particular environment. Uh, but do you think that... Uh, uh, Netanyahu is aware uh, of uh, Biden's weakness and is setting a trap for him so that if there uh, is a wider Middle Eastern conflagration and he needs American active, physically present military support, whether it's uh, jets or whether it's troops on the ground, he'll get it. Yeah, I think that... Uh, um... Netanyahu definitely smells blood in the water, and uh, Biden is is weak. I mean, Biden is weak on so many levels over so many issues that it's, we could spend the rest of the show talking about that. But the fact is that Netanyahu is has the support of the Israel lobby in the United States, which is the most powerful foreign policy lobby in the U.S., and he has any 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 sum of money he needs to subvert our political system further uh, to send further messages to, to Biden. Yeah, he, he does. He's got all that. And I was really uh, revolted uh, yesterday or maybe the day before that uh, when Biden made this comment about how uh, our troops who are being attacked uh, in Syria and Iraq, uh, he said uh, something effective. If even one of them is killed, he suggested that uh, Iran would have to be attacked, uh, even though he provided no evidence that Iran had uh, had instigated the, these actions. I mean, this is incredible. I mean, why are the troops there? Are they true? Are they there to be targets? 
so as to instigate and have a, a, a fake justification for war. The Iraqi government has said, get the hell out. The troops are being attacked in Iraq from within Iraq. The troops are firing at the people they think are attacking them in Iraq. What are we doing there? Well, that's that's maybe another big question. The uh, We're in Syria and Iraq illegally. We have military bases in both countries. Uh, the legitimate governments of both those countries and their parliaments have asked the United States to remove the troops. There is no particular role that they should be playing. They claim they're there to fight terrorists, but we all know that terrorists is a is an incredibly flexible word in the uh, White House lexicon. Oh, so th- this is this is all a lie. This is a fraud, and they're there basically to serve as a as a warning to Iran, as a tripwire, and uh, that's that's what it's all about. And why are we why are we uh, wanting to uh, go after Iran? Because Israel wants us to do it. I was just about to ask you, why do the neocons want a Middle Eastern war? Because Netanyahu has this crazy belief that Iran has an atomic bomb that it's going to drop on uh, Tel Aviv. And therefore, Netanyahu wants the U.S. to destroy Iran's military capabilities. Is that it in a nutshell? Yeah, it's that. But it's also there. the other part of the nutshell is that Israel has 200 new secret nuclear weapons themselves. And, uh, you know, well, so has, why, the, has the U.N. approved that? I'm no, and they've never been inspected. Um, they, they're not party. Israel is not a party to the, the nuclear uh, uh, pact. And uh, it's uh, this is some, and U.S. government. This is the beauty of it. This is how deep it goes. U.S. government officials are not allowed to mention that Israel has a secret nuclear arsenal, even though the whole world knows it. And even Israel has conceded it a couple of times. What would, what would uh, this is not the first question I would ask him. I, I would interrogate him about lying under oath, swearing that it was a matter of American emergency national security interest that Israel get $100 million and it wasn't time to go to Congress. I don't know how he can answer that. But one of the second or third questions I would ask him, what would Tony Blinken say? Mr. Secretary, isn't it true that Israel has atomic weapons and you and everybody else in the government know about it. How the hell does he answer that? (laughs) I would love to hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What do you think is the likely response to uh, Biden's persistent, they've been six six now, uh, attacks on the Houthis? Uh, I think it's up to seven as of today. Okay, all right. Maybe the seventh was since we came on air and streamed that show. I don't know. It could be. Uh, well, I think the, uh, uh, the we are going to see attacks every day. And again, this is one of these uh, the fables. Uh, they're saying um, this is to protect international shipping and sea lanes and this kind of thing. But really, it all, again, comes back to Gaza. And the, the Houthis are attacking, were attacking only uh, Israeli-owned vessels and is, uh, ships that were bound for Israel. And that was the limits on what they were doing. But now they're attacking U.S. ships and U.K. ships and who knows who else will get into it. And, um, and uh, Biden has again hinted that uh, this could be, be escalated. And, of course, the neocons uh, will 
rally around the flag. I mean, we've already heard even before the Houthis attacked any ship. Um, who was it? How could I forget? Lindsey Graham, Senator Graham, saying it's time to attack them, take on their oil fields. Their oil fields are un unprotected. I think I'm paraphrasing him uh, fairly uh, accurately. I don't know. Is that drumbeat going to get to old Joe? Do you think that's his goal? Do you think he wants to run for, I, I do, but do you, you have more knowledge about this than I do. You think he wants to run as a wartime president, even if he's concocted the war? Well, he wants to look like, look like a war leader and a strong, a strong president. That's for sure. But the fact is he's not. And, uh, you know, I don't know if he's thought these things through. I'm, I wonder who actually advises him. Uh, Blinken sometimes when they're, they're, you see the two of them together, Blinken looks kind of terrified as Joe is talking. And um, yeah, it's just, a, it's, it's a great mystery. And the fact that this guy uh, at his age and, and giving his, his clear mental issues is, is going to be likely uh, the Democratic candidate uh, this year uh, and could win the presidency again is scary. Sure is. Uh, Phil Giraldi, thank you, my dear friend. Thank you for all the time and thank you for all the analysis. I love these Wednesday afternoons with you and look forward to the next one. Well, thank you very much. It was good to be on again. Of course. Uh, coming up in just a few minutes at 3.30 Eastern, Colonel Douglas uh, McGregor and at 4.15 Eastern, Max Blumenthal. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom. <laughs>